This is Gotham TV Podcast, episode 97, where we're talking about Gotham, Heroes Rise, season 3, episode 18, Light the Wick. I'm David Mazuz, and you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast. This is Drew Powell, and you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast. This is Robin Lloyd-Taylor, and you are listening to Gotham TV Podcast. Welcome back to Gotham TV Podcast, Gothamites. We're talking about Season 3, Episode 18, Light the Wick. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Derek. Hi, and welcome back, Gothamites. Yes, I'm one of your other hosts, John. And yes, back in Gotham, where the executioner is about to go after Jim. Uh, he has been judged to be um, a disloyal member of the Court of Owls, uh-huh. uh, as well as a threat to Gotham. Um, yes, his membership has been revoked after one episode. Um, so he probably shouldn't go joining any golf golf clubs uh, at the moment. Um, and of course, probably Leslie could be the executioner-esque, given that they are both now gunning for Jim Gordon. Uh, yeah, welcome back to this really kind of interesting episode. Yeah, yeah, lots to talk about. Uh, before we do, though, obviously just make sure that you subscribe to our podcast. If you want to subscribe through Apple Podcasts, just search for us over at gothamtvpodcast.com slash iTunes, which will take you on to the Apple Podcast. Uh, if you want to search for us on any other good podcast catcher, just search for Gotham TV Podcast over there. And uh, We had a little bit of news last week, and this just to repeat it in case you missed it last week. We're coming up to our 100th episode in just three episodes time three weeks time so we'd love to hear some messages from you if you want to email us over at feedback at gothamtvpodcast.com with an mp3 voicemail maybe if you want to send an email message to us uh, you can do it over there as well or you can record up to 90 seconds over on our website at gothamtvpodcast.com just press the send voicemail button and record a quick hello to us for our 100th episode. We'd love yes, to hear and of course, you come and join the Gotham community over at Gotham TV Podcast's Facebook group. Uh, just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Gotham TV Podcast. Mm-hmm. And of course, just another little reminder, with season four, we will be at the North American pace of release every Thursday from late September. Yes. The episodes air from every Thursday from the 21st of September. So our podcast should be out within the next couple of days after that. So uh, really excited to get back to the American pace for uh, for the next season. That would be cool. Yeah, definitely. I think with that, on with Light the Wick, our review. And of course, spoiler fills from here on out. Mm-hmm. Derek, what are some of the... Uh, Production notes for this. Yeah, uh, this episode was directed by another new director to Gotham, Mark Tondorai. Um, he directed House at the End of the Street with Jennifer Lawrence when the uh, remake, I think, of, an, of a horror movie uh, came out a couple of years ago. So, um, so yeah, movie director coming over to, to Gotham. It's quite cool. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, and the episode was written by Che Chun. Uh, che has done one other episode of Gotham before, which was Blood Rush. That was around the time of the creation of the Executioner. So quite cool that he gets to play with the with Captain Barnes again in his episode. It's yeah, cool. definitely. Yeah. Um, John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for the episode? Sure. Ivy Pepper visits Selena Kyle in the hospital and uses her plants to perfectly heal her injuries. As Selena recovers, she becomes intensely focused on heading to Wayne Manor to kill the Brusselganger 514A. 
Leslie Tompkins rules Frank Gordon's death a homicide and attempts to have Jim Gordon questioned. But when she suspects Harvey Bullock and Lucius Fox are helping Gordon evade justice, she resigns from the GCPD to leave its and Gotham's craziness behind. Meanwhile, the Court of Owls kidnaps Nathaniel Barnes and forces Hugo Strange to harness the Alice Tetch virus from his blood. With Strange's assistance, Gordon learns the Court intends to weaponize and release the virus onto Gotham and discreetly works with Oswald Cobblepot to prevent a group of socialites from being exposed as a test. Bruce Wayne manages to overcome his rage during his training in the mountains, and the shaman deems him ready to return to Gotham and embrace his new power. Meanwhile, Cobblepot, who helped Jim against the court, is captured by Talon and imprisoned in the court's headquarters in the cell next to Edward Nigma. Awkward. After, de- after deeming Gordon a traitor, Catherine orders Nathaniel Barnes to execute him. Oh, yes. Yes, that's really cool, actually. The moment uh, moment with Ed and uh, and Oswald right beside each other in two two prison cells, just just bearing down on each other. Uh, really cool. Really a cool great scene. Uh, I think we'll obviously come on to that uh, a bit later, mm-hmm. but that was an absolutely great scene. Uh, I really thought uh, Robin Lord Taylor's just portrayal of pure hatred in that and anger um, towards Ed was just um, captivating, actually. I thought it was really, really cool. Yeah. 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 Well, let's get on to our case notes. I think uh, our first case note really has to be Selena loves catnip, right? She really does, yeah. <laughs> Ivy brings back Selena uh, as she fills the hospital room with a ton of plants, uh, including Napita Katera, which is effectively catnip. Basically, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I love that idea. This yeah, is great. Little Selena's going a little crazy, though, um, rolling around and attacking these plants <laughs> in her dreams, in her catnip-fueled dreams as she, Whatever that catnip is doing, it is fixing her brain and her muscles Mm -hmm. and everything that she broke or tore or ripped apart from that fall from the window. Um, But I do like her kind of focus when she wakes up. You know, Ivy's, uh, what are you doing? You've just come out of a coma. And it's like, like uh, Oswald Cobblepot, actually, uh, in waking up. I've got to go and kill someone. I've got to go to Wayne Manor and kill someone. So some nice uh, parallels there between these two uh, on their their um, return to the living after being saved by Ivy Pepper. Is this something in the treatment that Ivy gives to the people, the patients that she's bringing in? <laughs> it would like, appear so. You know, you stick a bandage on them and they wake up and go... I have to kill somebody. <laughs> it would appear so. <laughs> it does look like it, doesn't it? Uh, but I love this touch again with the with the Napita Kataria, the uh, the catnip for um for Slater to bring her back. I just love the idea that they're still they're they're playing obviously with the fact that she's going to become Catwoman. It's a really nice touch from the uh, from the production designers to to bring this in. Uh, but I really like Ivy uh, Pepper in these in these moments. Maggie Gee has playing a great part. I love that she's controlling all the minds of the nurses all around. A uh, great moment with the first nurse where she says to her. Um, is she going to be okay? And the nurse goes, no. And she goes, uh, tell me she's going to be okay. And the nurse goes, she's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. like, no, no, you're doing that because of my power. You know, uh, nice little moments. Good, good, good humor there with, uh, with the scenes. Yeah, definitely. And it, it's nice seeing Ivy Pepper now sort of embedded with, uh, Oswald Cobblepot's, mm-hmm. uh, army of freaks, really getting some good little, um, story arcs here. Um, and, and really, you know, pardon the pun, but coming of age, um, as she has done by, 
by aging uh, yes. in this season. Yeah. Uh, I really think it's uh, good. And I, I, I just wonder now whether Selena will kind of join that army uh, at some point, yeah. which will be really interesting. I mean, yeah. She's got a mission to carry out first, though. Uh, take out 514A. The Brussel Ganger is now on, in her sights. Yes, I can imagine that Alfred will drop his shepherd's pie <laughs> when a knife is thrown through the air straight for the doppelganger's well, heart. Well, we will talk about it a little bit later, but obviously Bruce is on his way back to Wayne Manor now that he's finished his training. So will it be the Bruce Ganger or will it be Bruce? On the other end, I'm suspecting that Bruce Wayne will be will be the one attacked by Selena. Somewhere. I suspect there will be a face-off and conundrum moment where she's faced with two Bruces. Possibly. And who... Does she kill? Oh, yes, a classic, a classic. Uh, let's go on to case note two. Um, the executioner escapes. I think is our uh, is our second dose. Uh, yeah, Captain Barnes is uh, is freed from prison by um, by the Talons and by the Court of Owls because of the Alice Tetch virus being inside his blood. Uh, they want to get access to it so they can take down the city of Gotham, which is really cool. Yeah, and little crazy Mad Hatter is there rhyming his way. Through the escape. That was um, really cool, wasn't it? It was really cool. I'm really glad to see him back. I hope he escapes from Arkham pronto, because mm-hmm. I really want to see Jervis Tetch back in Gotham, causing all manner of uh, problems and chaos, along with Jerome, along with Oswald, and everyone else, yeah. Um, to be honest, I'm starting to think maybe the Court of Owls has got the right idea, but... Um, you do wonder, uh, what is going to happen. But yeah, I love this little touch of the Mad Hatter rhyming. Yeah. He, the, the kind of narrative uh, and exposition of what was happening yeah. as Barnes gets, uh, released from, from Arkham through the talon. Not obviously willingly. Not willingly, no. <laughs> but obviously, again, it's a good touch because Jervis Tetch, this is his sister's virus that's being, uh, that's inside the blood of Barnes. This is the reason why he's there. So a nice touch that he's the one that's narrating it. So uh, it's very unusual for them to bring back a character of that size just in a very small role. But they've been able to bring Jervis Tetch back quite a few times now. Yeah. Um, to just kind of guide what's going on with the virus. And that's that's quite cool. So great to see him back as well. Your favorite, one of your favorite characters this season as well. Yes, isn't it? definitely. And of course, back to Catherine, who is going to use the virus to punish Gotham to take the revenge on all the chaos going on. But I do wonder if adding the virus will work. I know. Are you not just simply going to create more chaos? Because it's created the executioner. Mm-hmm. Um, it created Mario. So, yeah, it'll be interesting, unless it's a question of devouring Gotham from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, this is a this is a risky move by the court, but nonetheless one that is going to be within the hands of, and I suppose this moves on to our third case note. Well, yeah, yeah. Is the return of Professor Strange. Oh, yes. And um, he is going to um, drain, not to the point of death, um, but he will be there draining, testing, experimenting to, to really find out um, how to weaponize uh, the virus Tetra's sister's blood uh, to be released then into uh, into Gotham mm. uh, to cause more chaos, which yeah. is what they're not trying to... Well, interesting. I suppose they're really trying to prove a point to Gotham. They're effectively saying to them, we're going to show you your real selves by using this virus yeah. on them. So, um, so it does, again, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago, it is 
very similar to the plan that Rachel Ghoul had with um, with the League of Shadows in the first Batman Begins movie. This idea that uh, he used the fear virus through Scarecrow to turn everybody against each other. Uh, that was his plan to take down the city of Gotham and to burn it to the ground. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, very similar kind of plan, which is quite cool that they've taken the cue from that. Yeah, definitely. And of course, Professor Strange is successful. I really love this test subject. And um, cool. as he gets the, the aerosol version of uh, the virus and he goes really, really creepy. I love the froth that came spitting out of his mouth mm. uh, as, as he turns uh, in on himself with the effects of the virus and, he really looked like one of those crazy zombies, actually, um, from like 28 Days Later. Yeah, really saying, kind yeah. of intense and, and, and scurry. Like, it, it was really good to, to see that. And of course, you know, unfortunately, he seems to get out of his, his glass tube. Uh, and is killing all of the the lab techs that uh, are left behind. And, of course, it seems as though Catherine leaves Strange to a potentially gory and bloody fate uh, (laughs) as well. But, um, again... Thanks for weaponizing the virus. Uh, See you later. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But in true Professor Strange um, fashion, he is playing both sides, which is really cool. I really enjoyed that, yeah. Yeah, Really cool. Uh, One big question, obviously, is where is Fish? Um, it, It seems that Professor Strange has been kidnapped against his will uh, by the Court of Owls. He says that I'm here, I'm, I'm being held um, without wanting to be here. Uh, do you have to be standing over my shoulder the whole time? He says that to Catherine. Um, and she says, well, you were minding Fish Mooney effectively. So uh, and now you, you don't have to do that. So quite interesting. Fish Mooney's still out there, still being mentioned, but just not back for this episode. So we'll hopefully get to see her very soon, Gotham. Yes. Mm. Speaking of the Court of Owls and its membership... Yes. Yes, Jim's membership is revoked. Yes, as, yeah, as he, you mentioned. He yeah. didn't do really that well in uh, infiltrating to destroy um, because he has a big test here, which is to test the, the use of the virus on some sort of jumped up socialites who probably could have done with a little bit of touching, um, <laughs> well, to be maybe, honest. Maybe. Um, but yeah, Jim doesn't see it that way as always and is out there to, I love the fact that he just goes, ah, screw it and yeah. goes after Tal. I love that kind of resignation. I thought that was really, uh, really cool. <clears throat> I love the fact that He's, he suddenly brings in Oswald and obviously little does he know that, uh, Oswald's attempt to get to the court in order to find Enigma would work in, in such a way as to be banged up in a cell or right next to Ed. Uh-huh. Um, but I do like the fact that, uh, Firefly comes in uh, and crisps, crisps up Talon. Um, I must say, I thought the, the image of the top half of his body burning on the floor of the old Gotham Bank uh, was was really nicely done. Fab, wasn't it? Really good. And yeah, th- this whole thing with b- between Jim and the court, I thought was just really good. And I loved how it ended up with Oswald sort of coming back in, playing Jim. We got the old friend Monica as well. Absolutely. Um, but this actually, is just a favor, Jim, because we're old friends. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like cool. it was really nice little touch back to season one. Yeah. Um, but certainly I just loved the fact that actually Oswald gets what he wants, which is to find Enigma, 
And I have to say, this is, in terms of acting with no speaking, um, I thought the look on Oswald's face was just perfect. Really priceless. And to see that really well done by Robin Lord Taylor. Like, and even just the grasping through the bars, but there was just this loathing in his eyes. Uh, You know, this just constant stir that he did to Ed Nigma. I thought that was an absolute great little scene and some fine, fine acting there from Robin Lord Taylor. Really, really cool. Yeah, that was definitely very, very cool. Uh, One thing I didn't like about uh, about this moment with Jim really is um, with him going and and investigating Catherine. We now know that she's Catherine Munro, one of the oldest families in Gotham. So the Munros have been around for a long time. So we finally have her surname for her. Um, But when he finds the key card in in Wayne Enterprises and runs out of Catherine's building where he's found the key card, uh, he's just shouting in the street on the mobile phone to, uh, to Harvey going, I know exactly what the court are about to do to take down the city of Gotham with Catherine standing directly above him. Yes. You know, so, um, I was quite surprised that by the end of the episode, Catherine saying to Barnes that a person I thought was loyal to me is not loyal at all. Because from that moment onwards, you have to know he's not loyal to you if he's running out in the street calling somebody on the phone. And exposing your plan. Yeah, I think it, it was a bit strange, certainly given that they framed it in a way that she was looking out across the street. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Jim has to be quick doing these things. So, um, you know, whereas patience, patience, Jim, patience. <laughs> your um, uncle spent 14 years or yes. 15 years in here. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I do think as well, the whole kind of sub uh, storyline here of, of Leslie and Jim and his uncle Frank, I thought was, was really good. I, I think for me, Leslie is my voice at the moment, uh, against Jim <laughs> to right. an extent. All, all the things I've kind of gone, you know, I absolutely agree with what Jim stands for, but he seems to undermine his own principles. And I think that's what Leslie is kind of saying, but it looks like she's going, well, she has handed in her resignation to leave the GCPD, and it looks as though she's going to be leaving Gotham uh, as well. And um, I thought it was interesting as well that she, you know, she's calling out um, Harvey and calling out Lucius mm-hmm. uh, here as well. The interesting thing I thought, though, was where did Lucius Fox come from? Um the last I was aware, he was being effectively kidnapped by Ed Nigma. Yeah. Now, Ed has subsequently been then taken by the Court of Owls, but there was no kind of uh, sense of where Lucius Fox had been, if he had been rescued, if he had managed to escape. He was just back in the GCPD, and not even that I've just been taken by Ed Nigma. Mm-hmm. So... Either it's just a pure kind of uh, plot hole that, that's gone through uh, on Gotham, yeah. or there's something going to get revealed in future episodes. Maybe he's been planted. Maybe he's had been hypnotized, okay. given some kind of drug or something uh, to... Because that's how the Riddler plays. The Riddler plays the long game, or he sets up an elaborate... And kind of sequence or, or scenario where uh, then it plays out to his advantage very and in a very public way. And I'm wondering, is this 
is there something that he's done and is this the case with Lucius Fox? Um, because otherwise it is just a plot hole. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is quite a big one given that whole episode of uh, Ed Nigma becoming the Riddler is focusing quite intensely on Lucius being his nemesis by by being his equal and, yeah. and and getting kidnapped at the end of it but then we've not seen anything else that happened so yeah it, it was an interesting little situation um to to arise and yeah. certainly that he's been given um access to the vial of of uh alice tetcher's uh weaponized virus right. strange had kind of given in return for his freedom and the information uh to harvey and, and jim so that they they knew where they needed to 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 go in terms of um to find catherine's property yeah. and, and all this kind of stuff so yeah it's kind of an interesting few things here of, of what's happened to lucius fox potentially Or is it just a plot hole? Or is it just a plot hole, yeah. Or else it's just as simple as Ed found what he needed to find, which was getting the court, and he just let Lucius go. You know, it could could have been as simple as that, that he just got out of the car and we were reading too much into it. I think it was probably because that particular scene had been shown at the start of three or four episodes. Yeah. I am the Riddler and then knocking out Lucius, but we didn't see him exit the car. So maybe that was the error that they made. Uh, We just assumed it meant he knocked him over the head and he was was keeping him for later kind of thing. Uh, He was going to be keeping him, kidnapping him effectively but yeah we'll probably see something about that hopefully in future hopefully they'll tie it up um on to the final case note for the episode case note five yes bruce escapes his rage he Mm. certainly does he basically wins the fight um with the 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 other fighters that the shaman is sending at him because he is able to release the 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 rage that he has had since his parents murder i think this is really interesting because you know there is an element here who is the shaman you know is he maybe a raz al ghul uh member of the league of assassins or, Mm. or, or something like that or is he involved with with the court of owls because he the way he's speaking to bruce has been very much of almost like a supportive mentor to get him into a zone where he can fulfill a potential and a and a almost a a fate that only he can see that he will do and not even bruce but he has that little phone call with Catherine where, where she's it, calling him sir the whole time I remember yes so, yeah i do think there's some some very big involvement with the court of owls yeah definitely like is he the leader of, of the court or does she think he's the leader but he is actually for the league of assassins and, and a raz al ghul puppet but it is that ultimately um there is something shady here for, um, for Bruce Wayne. And it's not, I kind of, you know, with the previous episodes with the shaman, I actually thought, um, there was a possible positive thing going on here for him that it really will maybe show the next step for him to become, uh, the Batman. Absolutely. Um, but, then it, he's brought himself back to Catherine and these manipulative ways. So it'd be really interesting uh, to see, you know, it isn't for the good of Bruce. It's for the good of the court mm-hmm. um, or, or maybe a larger organization or an even more um, sort of uh, subversive organization like the League of Assassins. So this will be interesting to see what happens now. Yeah. 
And I like how they dealt with it in the episode. This is, you know, this is effectively them saying that Bruce has to get rid of the pain that he feels and the rage he feels from his parents' murder, um, which is a very d- delicate tightrope you have to walk with with Bruce Wayne because, yes, he does have to um, release the pain and anger and rage that's caused him, that, that has been caused to him, but he does have to keep that memory. This is what drives him to be Batman. This is what drives him to become the protector of Gotham because he doesn't want to see innocents like his parents murdered on the streets of Gotham. So it is a delicate balance to make sure that you keep that uh, central part of his development into Batman, but also make sure that you're giving him the strength to get away from being the child that was there watching his parents be murdered. So I think it was handled really well. Yeah, definitely. And I I, I think there will be that moment of realisation that, you know, he is being used and that, you know, the importance of his parents' Uh, memory and what they stood for will be even you know be solidified and cemented in Bruce's mind as, as something to hold on to in terms of their yeah. memory not how they died exactly exactly quite cool quite cool great uh, some great moments in this episode definitely. yeah really good yeah um bulkism of the week I think time yes yeah. uh, if you haven't sent in your bulkism of any episode of the series all you need to do is just email us at feedback at gothamtvpodcast.com with your favourite Harley- Harvey Bullock moment of the season um, another one for us for this week um, where Bullock is talking to Strange and says Hugo Strange you're under arrest for attempting to weaponize a viral you know what? I <laughs> love the yeah. frustration when he when he doesn't know how to explain what it is that he's trying to arrest uh, Hugo for. Great yeah, little yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, lovely little moment there from Harvey Bullock. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, we see the court has a list of family and friends to be saved from the coming rapture yeah. uh, from vir- the Tetch virus, um, and as well that door in the old bank really doesn't seem to. S- as though it would hold the um, the weaponized aerosol of, of the virus at all. Um, no, no, not really. It just it seems to have a lot of holes in it. Um, and a little bangy when he closed it. Um, <laughs> it's almost like one of those ones you get in a Chinese restaurant, like yeah, you know, sliding that kind door, of thin sliding yeah. doors, you know. Uh, but just on the on the list of people that the court are going to save from the rapture, what I thought was interesting about this is this is what shows you that they're an evil organization. Yeah. And um, if you've got an organization that's saying we're going to kill everybody unless the people we choose, uh, except for the people we choose. And um, well, that means that they're, they're effectively want to kill uh, people who aren't like themselves. Yeah. And um, so it's it's always a bad sign when an organization says uh, we will slaughter everybody in the city. Everybody will die. Um, there will be no no escape. Definitely. These people. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and of course, Jim did write something down. So I wonder who it was? Was it Harvey Bullock? It was Harvey. Lucia, no. <laughs> Lucius Fox and Leslie Tompkins, I wonder? Possibly. Yeah, I'd say Leslie was it's the most likely, but it would be cool if it was just Harvey Bullock. And, yeah. You know, Jim and Harvey uh, in the pub uh, after the rapture has taken place, surviving it. It's quite cool. Um, yeah, just one other note for the episode. We had um, the music in the Sirens Bar at this time was uh, was a cover of Get It On by T-Rex, uh, covered by the Power Station. So always like hearing uh, cool cover versions of uh, of rock music from the 70s and 80s in, in Gotham. They do a really good job of picking out the music, so just wanted to call that one out. Uh, John, overall, what did you think of the episode? Yeah, I would give this um, three and a half 
killer Oswald stirs out of five. Wow. Um, I thought this was a really solid episode again. And I, I think it was a transitional one. Yeah. Definitely moving to reintroduce uh, the executioner um, to, to um, bring to a close... Uh, Leslie's frustration at the GCPD, all of which was really uh, satisfying. I think the standout moment for me was absolutely Oswald being put into the cell uh, next door to the Riddler uh, and just uh, how that was played by Robin Lord Taylor was absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, It really gave me chills. Um, And of course, we have um, Ivy helping our old friend Selena uh, with a nice little bit of catnip. Um, and of course, Selena waking up and being quite clear that she has her memories intact and she's off to, to kill someone at Wayne Manor. Unless it's Alfred, of course, then in which case she really is holding uh, <laughs> grudges. Uh, obviously, Alfred uh, not really being her biggest fan uh, back in the day, uh, but I suspect it is the Brutal Ganger. Uh, I but think so, yeah. A really good, solid episode, and mm-hmm. I can't wait to see uh, the showdown between Captain Barnes as the Executioner and Jim Gordon. Yeah, there was a big fight in Jim's hands last time he had to take down Barnes, so yeah. be interesting to see that. Um, for me, my standout moment of the episode actually is one that we didn't even talk about, sadly. Um, Lee versus Jim in the uh, in the coroner's office. Um, I thought it was a fantastic scene between the two actors. Um, I think definitely both of them did an absolutely brilliant job here, where effectively Jim is saying to Leslie that um, she has to let this go, regardless of whether he she blames him or for Mario's death or um, or if she's going to hold that hold the grudge. Um, she needs to let go of her anger about the situation. Very good parallels between this and what's happening in Bruce Wayne's life. Um, what he's what he's saying is, if she leaves now and walks out, she's going to hold on and going. To, this is going to become a bigger and bigger thing for her. That's not going to help the fact that she's walking away from the situation. So, getting out of Gotham is probably a good idea. Uh, hopefully, she's maybe. going to a nice resort to get some massages and calming her down. <laughs> um, but maybe not just walking away in anger that even people like Lucius and Harvey, who were former friends of hers, have now turned against her because they've taken Jim's side. That's probably not the best. I mean, just to comment on that. I I do think it's probably not healthy for her to be working in um, in a place where she sees the person who killed her husband and who she has these um, fairly uh, angry thoughts towards, and then to be in a place where there's building and increasing frustration yeah. that actually this guy that has really gone down in her estimation and that she's angry at and um, is also being supported or covered for by two people that used to be friends. So I think absolutely the right idea that she gets the hell out of there. Yeah. Um, but in the same way, she does, as Jim says, she has to deal with it. But I think part of it of getting herself from out of that situation is certainly is going to help her enormously. Or it will ease her up and she'll come back as a murderous villain. <laughs> as the executioner-ess. Yes. Yes. yes, very cool. Uh, I think that's everything for this episode of Gotham TV Podcast. Uh, I think we have a little bit of feedback to go to. 
So our feedback comes in from Claire Payne uh, for this week through our email address at feedback at gothamtvpodcast.com. Claire says, has Selena used one of her nine lives? I really liked how Ivy orchestrated the medical staff in the hospital and making Selena's room a botanical haven. Poor Ivy doesn't get shown any kindness from the people she saves. It's going to be very interesting when Selena arrives at Wayne Manor. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we thought that there's some, uh, some connection with how Ivy's taking care of people and their reactions to her. Yeah, and will she be confronted with an eeny, meeny, miny, mo situation as Bruce is returning from his mountain retreat? Um, and of course, uh, the doppelganger will be there. So I, we just wonder if, yeah, there could be a interesting choice for Selena. Mm-hmm. Uh, Claire continues with a very welcome return to Professor Strange, a really good opening to the episode, which also saw the return of Barnes. Catherine getting Strange to siphon the Alice Tetch virus out of Barnes was very freaky. Always, always freaky with Professor Strange. Love having him on the show, but he is a very creepy kind of guy. Yeah, I absolutely loved Professor Strange from season two. And obviously now in season three, it's good to have him back. And I hope he's back even more. Like Mm -hmm. certainly when we get to reconnect with Fish, it would be good if he was by her side as well, I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Claire says, Jim's story thread throughout this episode was very good, starting with an official meeting with the Court of Owls, deciding to find out what, what he can about Catherine, then gets a surprise visit from an old friend, Oswald. Personally, I don't think there are enough Jim and Oswald scenes in Gotham. Oswald wants an answer where Enigma is, and then handing Jim a cell phone, which unknown at the time comes in really handy just as Catherine unveils her plan as 200 people in Gotham are going to be exposed to the weaponized virus. Firefly turning up and Peng- Penguin uh, takes out the court's assassin, which guarantees Penguin will be meeting the court sooner than he thinks. Penguin held up in a cell that next door neighbour just happens to be Ed and a brilliantly intense scene between the two characters. I just love the silence between them and Ed's reaction to seeing Oswald is alive. Yeah, I know we talked about uh, Oswald's reaction to seeing Ed beside him, uh, but yeah, the reaction of Ed, of Ed as well to Oswald. Yeah, it was initial disbelief, but I, I definitely think the the intensity of that scene is absolutely from the penguin uh with his mission uh, his vengeance and just that pure hatred and loathing really captured so well by by robin lord taylor definitely Mm. a great tense scene absolutely yeah and i I agree i'd love to see more of jim and oswald scenes right back to the first episode that was something that really drew us into the show right back to episode one you know uh, really cool to see a bit more of them together uh, finally Claire says with a familiar gripping end to another episode of Gotham Barnes has been unleashed by Catherine to take down deceiving Jim really looking forward to episode 19 thanks Claire yeah thank you so much Claire it will be a gripping uh, episode 19 definitely I'm loving uh, I'm going to absolutely love uh, seeing Barnes uh, confronted with Jim you know mm-hmm. they had such a history together and almost a, a a similarity of what they wanted to do um and of course that has uh, gradually uh, diverged now and i i do think this will be a really interesting uh, episode with those two definitely definitely thanks so much Claire. Yes, thank you as always for um, the feedback. You can contact us through our website voicemail over at gothamtvpodcast.com if you want to leave any thoughts or comments about any of the episodes of Gotham. Uh, you can leave up to 90 seconds of voicemail that we will play on the podcast uh, and and bring into the feedback or you can email us directly at feedback at gothamtvpodcast.com mm-hmm. or if you want to leave any comments or thoughts on the Facebook group um, just leave any of your discussion points or, or thoughts um, 
in the Facebook group. Just head over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Gotham TV podcast and we will get you included there in on the group. Absolutely. And a reminder, again, we will be covering Gotham season four at the pace of the US. So if you want to join the group now, that's absolutely brilliant. Uh, just bear in mind, we're going to be covering it at a little bit faster pace and much closer to the US uh, when it comes up on from the 21st of September. So uh, going to be hopefully a bit more good chat as the episodes come out. Going to look forward to that. Um, next episode of Gotham is episode 19. All will be judged, obviously, an executioner-centric episode coming up next week. Uh, that'll be out next Wednesday. Our review, anyway, will be out next Wednesday, uh, the 18th of August. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We will talk to you again next time. Absolutely. As always, it's a great pleasure speaking with you. And, of course, we will be back with you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs> for being a Butch supporter. Butch loves you, baby.